This is The Audacious Career, a podcast and community for those of us who want more than just a job. I'm your host, Janelle Abrahami. I'm talking to folks who have made bold career moves and sharing insights and actionable takeaways from my decade of HR and career coaching experience to help you create a career that feels meaningful and meant for you. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Audacious Career. Janelle Ibrahimi here, coming in with a solo episode. And as I like to do with these solo episodes, I'm going to start it off with a highlight and a low light of the past week. I do this as someone who has made their own pretty big career pivot over the past year from corporate HR into entrepreneurship and independent career coaching, just to kind of show some behind the scenes about the day-to-day experience of what happens during and after a pivot like that. So the highlight of the past week is definitely a no-brainer. It was a really lovely trip to Boston with one of my best friends. We're both on the East Coast now at the same time for the first time in about five years. So going back up to Boston, a city that we both really love, seemed like the perfect decision during this beautiful peak fall couple of weekends like perfect foliage the leaf peeping the drive up was just like out of a movie so beautiful and we actually hadn't been to Boston together since we were both looking at colleges senior year of high school which is so crazy to think about fun fact I was actually really into BU Boston University when I was in high school because I wanted to major in journalism and BU has a great journalism school Ultimately, spoiler alert, I didn't end up there, ended up at NYU, uh, and also didn't end up majoring in journalism. But (laughs) Boston has some amazing schools, amazing culture, food, just so beautiful. I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to go. The low light of the past week has actually been some ongoing indecisiveness I've been having around some of my own career goals for 2022 and even beyond 2022. So I have some pretty cool ideas for how I can add a lot more value to my career coaching clients, folks, uh, whether they or you work with me in a group setting or one-on-one, just different ideas on how that experience can be even better, even more successful. But in deciding on a goal, in this case, making a decision means saying no to other options, other paths. So funny how that works, right? So I'm still navigating some of those decisions, but in an upcoming solo episode, would love to fill you in on my own career goals for the next year and how you can make really attainable, exciting, audacious career goals for yourself. Today, though, we are diving into the five people five types of connections you should be adding to your network ASAP and bonus where to find each of them because all connections are not created equal, right? There are the folks that you might meet at conferences or meetups or work events that you exchange information with and then never really follow up with. You have the random LinkedIn requests that you get with zero mutual connections to you. Uh, You have your parents, super well-meaning friends who don't really understand what you do for a living, don't really get what your career is all about. We have all of those types of connections on one side, but on the other side, we have some key connections who really can catalyze your career development, your career growth. I like to call them your champions. A champion is someone who is genuinely enthusiastic about your professional growth, your career development, someone who not only wants to see you succeed, but wants to play a part in your success in getting you where you want to go. 
the important thing is that there are different types of champions and each of them have a unique value to offer to your career. So here, five champions you should be adding to your network right now and where to find them. Champion number one is the mentor, which seems obvious, I know, but I'm actually so surprised at how few of my friends or clients who come to work with me actually have true mentors in their corner. Maybe it's because the process of finding a mentor seems daunting that they shy away from finding and cultivating that type of connection, but mentors are people who are seasoned in their careers, who can offer up their best practices and advice based on their experience. Mentors don't necessarily need to be in the role or position that you're striving for, even though that does help to some extent, but they do need to be able to guide you in the right direction, challenge your thinking where necessary, and hold you accountable to take action. Where do you find a mentor? Pretty much anywhere where you can build an organic relationship with this person. I personally have a mentor from an undergrad extracurricular that I still keep in touch with. I have a mentor from my first internship in HR when I was still in college. I have a mentor from the synagogue, the temple that I went to growing up uh, in my hometown. With more and more digital communities popping up uh, in response to the pandemic, it's actually so much easier and entirely possible to find a mentor online who maybe you have never met in person. Bottom line is a mentor should be someone that you already have a genuine connection with. So you've had conversations with them a few times already, you trust their insight, you've had some positive interactions, and they're somewhat easily accessible to you, meaning they are responsive when you reach out because that's pretty important when you need to uh, have your mentor's ear. Second champion connection you should be adding to your network ASAP is the sponsor. Now, maybe you've heard sponsor and mentor used in the same sentence, used interchangeably, but there is a difference between the two. A sponsor is someone who is in a position to directly impact your career trajectory, your career growth, or help make a decision about the the next step in your career, your advancement. A sponsor is a connection whose positive feedback on your work, whose endorsements on your experience will actually really affect your professional growth because your sponsor is present in the rooms where decisions about your career are being made by people who are making those decisions. So ultimately leaders, um, HR, recruiting teams, hiring managers, someone who can make the yes or no or maybe decision on something that you really want to achieve in your career, your sponsor is in that room with them. So more specifically, where you can find some sponsors, I want you to think about cross-functional leaders at your company who are not necessarily in your function or team, are um, in a different department, but still are in the rooms with the leaders and the decision makers who are thinking about your world, your department. If you do work for clients, a sponsor could be a really successful long-time, long-term client of yours that can endorse you or refer you in a way that other clients can't. Or your sponsor could be a professor or an advisor from your academic 
background, from your experience, uh, whether that's actually like high school, if you um, just completed high school and decided not to go to college, if it's from undergrad, if it's from grad school, your doctorate program, your certificate program, your academic background, your academic experience, and that those connections, that network is actually so rife for sponsors. And if you are a couple of years out of school, that doesn't rule out folks from your academic experience from being your sponsor. All you have to do if you remember someone who made an impact on you at school, a professor, an advisor, and want to reach back out to this person to invite them back into your network in a more visible way is first remind yourself why this person, why am I asking them, why am I reaching out and making this ask now, and approach it with humility. Let them know where you are in their career, how they made an impact on you earlier on, jog their memory in case they host like 200 student seminars every semester, uh, jog their memory a little bit and let them know how they can uniquely help you get where you want to go in your career. The worst that can happen is that they don't respond or they respond and say, I'm sorry, I'm at capacity and uh, don't have the bandwidth for this right now. And at least you tried, right? The best that can happen is that they say, oh my gosh, I remember you. Thank you so much for reaching out. Have such great memories of uh, working together or advising you. How can I help? Let me know how I can be there for you. And that truly is the best case scenario. The third champion connection you should be adding to your network ASAP is what I like to call the title twin. So your title twin is someone who does your job at another company. And this person really uniquely understands what it takes to do your job well. They can be at a similar level to you in their company, potentially in different industries, which honestly can add really useful perspectives into like fresh ways to do your work. When you meet your title twin, it's important to form a brain trust with them. Start organic conversations with them, either on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on other platforms that folks in your industry are having public, rich conversations and keep each other informed on trade news. So if you're actually an entrepreneur, this is still uh, super apt for you as well. And speaking from experience, now that I am an independent career coach working for myself, my title twin has changed because my title has changed. And that's not to say that there are no title twins out there for me anymore, uh, or peers, they just look a little different. So one of my most valuable and trusted title twins is actually a gal named Lauren, who is a Fortune 500 marketer, something I have never done before, but is also consulting on the side, taking on freelance clients and building her business, her her freelance one-on-one consulting business from the ground up. And she and I actually have so much in common when it comes to our approaches to serving folks who want to work with us, bringing folks into the fold about what we're really passionate about and crafting a message that we are really passionate about. So I actually found Lauren in the comments of someone else's Instagram post, which brings me to the different ways that you can find your own title twin. Title twins are all over LinkedIn. All you have to do is type in your title and perhaps like a company that you're really interested in and see who comes up. What's great about a title twin too is because they are at your level, they're not so far above you in the industry, you reaching out with a very humble and simple ask saying, hey, we do the same work in slightly different capacities. I think we could learn a lot from each other and I would love to kind of 
keep each other in the fold and check in with what's going on in our worlds and help each other succeed, who wouldn't say yes to that? Like, truly, who would say, no, I'm not interested, like, eh, not for me? I mean, sure, perhaps they will, but it's such a low-risk, high-reward ask to reach out, find someone who is doing what you do at the same level, and because they are at the same level, that's what makes it such an easy yes. So again, you can find them on LinkedIn. Just type in your title and the company that you're interested in. If you are in different free or perhaps paid Slack groups that have been popping up over the past year, two years during the pandemic, those are amazing ways to find your title twins. Um, perhaps they have job or career channels within these Slack groups that you can throw out and ask, hi, I'm so-and-so and I do this at this company looking for other folks of this title at this level in this world to form a brain trust, keep each other motivated and in the loop. So easy. And also your title twins could be former classmates. If you uh, decided to pursue higher education in the field that you are now working in, your classmates most likely are also in that field. So if you are now in PR and you are in the communication school at your college or university, reach back out to some of your classmates and see what they're up to, see where they're working in communications and get back in touch in a more regular cadence. That's how you form some really strong bonds with your title twins. The fourth champion connection to add to your network ASAP is the approachable industry expert. So instead of just an industry expert, we are looking for an approachable industry expert. That's the key. This person has a pulse on your industry. They are super plugged in. They have a unique point of view in what's going on in your world and a deep passion for sharing their intel, for sharing their knowledge, what they're observing, how they are thinking about this world in a unique way. The important key here is that they, this person is not too, too big or too, too publicly recognized or dare I say in demand that they're kind of impossible to interact with even on a place like Twitter or LinkedIn or Clubhouse if you're still using Clubhouse. The approachable industry expert that you're looking for in your field could be a peer of yours who just never stops learning and sharing about what you do. They could be someone who is a couple of levels above you, someone who recently made a lateral move into this industry from a very related industry and has a super unique point of view that you just love following. You love consuming what they put out there. You're so interested in all of the new ideas that they have to share and you can't wait to see what they what they say next, but they're not too, too big with perhaps like hundreds of thousands or millions of followers that like actually getting their ear and getting time with them would be super tricky. So where do you find an approachable industry expert? Honestly, I love Twitter for this exact reason. Uh, Twitter is really just blowing up in a different way in 2020 and 2021. The, the threads are popping. People are really interacting in in my opinion, a different way than they used to uh, before the pandemic. And folks are so much more open and even hungry to add new, amazing, compelling voices to their their sphere, their like Twitter sphere. So I would do some digging on Twitter. Earlier during the pandemic, Clubhouse was really 
huge for this too, to find other uh, experts or thought leaders in your industry who were still super approachable because they were like lending their voice to this new medium. If you are still on Clubhouse, and I know actually quite a few folks are still on Clubhouse and really making a difference in their industry, try that out. Medium is also an amazing way to find some of these thought leaders and some of these industry experts that you can get familiar with their point of view and really understand like where they're coming at some of these cool ideas. Subscribe to what they're putting out there. Maybe they have a Substack newsletter, shameless plug for my own Substack newsletter, which is linked in the show notes. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, maybe they have a Substack newsletter. Maybe they have a Medium uh, platform that they're p- constantly posting articles to. Maybe LinkedIn is where they post those Um, public articles it just just takes a little bit of digging and a little bit of like following that internet rabbit hole so perhaps you land on someone's newsletter and they link to someone else who has been really impactful in their own idea formation and then you find that person and that person and that person and you kind of like follow that rabbit hole of links kind of like that wikipedia game if you ever played that in middle school and ultimately you will find people whose ideas you are really attracted to whose thoughts and ways of approaching the industry and the space that you're in really speak to you start consuming what they're putting out there regularly and then interact with what they put out there it starts with a comment on an article it starts with a a quote tweet it starts with a follow-up question the more consistently you engage the more consistently they will see you engaging and the more inclined they will be to answer your thoughtful questions that is the approachable industry expert fifth champion connection you should be adding to your network right now is the mentee not the mentor the mentee i invite you to be someone else's champion just like we talked about in episode three leadership is age and level agnostic and so is mentorship all you need to be an amazing mentor to someone else is some experience in what you do not necessarily a lot of experience but some experience a lot of empathy and a lot of enthusiasm empathy and enthusiasm in championing your mentee's career in being their champion you are bound to learn a ton from their questions from their challenges what they come to you for guidance on that is crucial perspective for you in keeping your own career lesson lessons fresh in mind it is also so motivating to be that person for someone else to remind yourself through this individual, through helping advance this individual's career, that you've actually done a lot yourself, that you actually do have a lot to back you up to to your name. That's crucial perspective for keeping all of us engaged, satisfied, and hungry to call the shots in our own careers. Great mentees come in interns or junior colleagues at your company or younger classmates from your academic background, from the schools or programs, certifications that you attended yourself. Let them know that you are here and eager and happy to answer their questions, to provide any guidance that they need, but ultimately let them come to you. You can't force mentorship on someone else. So if they come to you uh, and feel safe, asking for your mentorship and your guidance, that's when you know you can now impart your knowledge and help this person help you succeed in your own career as well. One note on mentorship specifically, it 
can feel kind of ambiguous and daunting to establish whether you are the mentor or you are the mentee. I have some takes on some of the most asked mentorship specific questions and the questions that will actually yield you the best insight and uh, the most valuable takeaways from your mentor. I actually put a Instagram post together on that a little while ago, so I'm going to link that post in the show notes just to help you reframe the questions that you are asking your own mentor. And last point, if all of this networking talk is making you feel a little overwhelmed, a little sweaty because you are introverted, I want you to know that it's totally okay and there are some amazing resources and options for you as an introvert to become much more comfortable networking in a way that feels natural to you. I recently hosted a conversation called Becoming the Confident Introvert, all about how introverts are actually very uniquely positioned to be amazing networkers because of who they naturally are. In this session, you will learn how to make your natural introversion your secret weapon to building an authentic, rewarding network, and why introverts are actually made to network better than extroverts are. It's all in the webinar called The Confident Introvert, and I've linked it in the show notes for you to check out. Thank you so much for joining me again this week, and I'll catch you next time. As always, thank you for listening to The Audacious Career. If this episode resonated with you, please take 15 seconds to rate and review the podcast. It really, really means the world. Connect with me over at Janelle Abrahami on Instagram and at The Audacious Career. And remember, you are entirely up to you.